This is the Dafyomi Masechta Review, Masechta Nadarim, tape number two. For subscription information, write us at Dafyomi Tapes, P.O. Box 831, Muncie, New York, 10952, or call 1-888-DAFYOMI. This tape is dedicated in memory of Yaakov Hillel Ben Yechiel Pritzker, Zechron Levracha. Our Magad Shir is Rabbi Yossi Heber. We're holding the Masechta Nadarim at the Mishnah. And the Mishnah says, If someone wants someone else to eat by him, and he makes a nadir to asser all of his nechassim on him, but he has in mind that this was just for coercion purposes, but he doesn't really mean that as a nadir, and the nadir is not chal. This is considered nadir zeruzin. In order to be mezaris, him to do it. And the Gemara says, If a person wants an insurance policy, so in case he makes a dharam during the year, there'll be batal, he should make a precondition on Rosh Hashanah to protect himself for the year. The Ran here says, this is referring to Yom Kippur, what we do today by way of Kol Nidre. Rabbeinu Tam says, the main idea of Kol Nidre is not a Hataras Nidarim on what happened in the past, but rather for the future year. Miyem Kippurim Zeh Ayem Kippurim Haba'aleinu, which is the Nusach we say in Kol Nidre. The Rasha argues and says Kol Nidre is for the previous year's Heter, and that's why at the end of the Kol Nidre we say because we're talking about what was done in the past year, not in terms of what's going on in the future year. With all of this, it's still better to be Machmer, and if someone makes a Neder, he should seek Hataras Nedarim, whether he said Kol Nidre or not. The Gemara says this loophole of making a Bittel Neder once a year should not be widely publicized because it will need to Zilzol Nedarim. A person can say, I'm not a dog who takes but doesn't give, and I'm not a melech who gives but doesn't take. The Allah in the Mishnah is like Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov, the next Mishnah. As background, one of the four nadarim that we said are not binding is a neder havoi. These are if a person says, I am asserting myself on something unless I see 600,000 people on the road. These are speaking about the Ka'ili Mitzrayim, the 600,000 that went out of Mitzrayim. Since this is a gross exaggeration, it's not considered a binding neder. And the Gemara says, just like neder havoi, our mutter, so too are shvuas havoi mutter? The Gemara says, no. If it's a shvua, then it needs hataras nedarim. The mitzvah of tzitzis is equal to all other mitzvahs in the Torah. And avaydus kachavim is such a big avera that anyone who rejects it it's as if he was maida to the entire Torah. To include all the mitzvahs of the Torah, Maish Rabbeinu said that Kal Yisrael should accept it both according to the Das of Hashem and according to his Das as well. The next Mishnah. If a person thought he hadn't yet eaten or drank that day, and he makes an adder that goes as following, if I ate or drink today, then this should be an adder on something specific. Later he realized that he had already eaten, this is a neder b'shaygik, since at the time of the neder, he hadn't remembered that he, al- he had already eaten. So it's mutter, and the neder is not binding. Once part of the neder becomes mutter, that according to Beis Hillel, the entire neder becomes mutter. Since we say, neder shehutter miktsasai, huter kulai. According to Beis we're machmer. And the Gemara says, just like neder shkagais are mutter, so too shvuas shkagais are mutter also. A person is allowed to be paiseach a neder, if he didn't realize that it is usher to deprive yourself from enjoyment on Shabbos and Yantav. 
from the Pasuk of Kechal HaYetzei Mipiv Yasa, Rabbi Akiva learns that neder shehuter miktsasai huter kulay. Only if you're able to be mekayim the entire neder are you chayev. But once you're matir part of it, then all of it is mutter. According to Rabbah, the machloikis in the Mishnah between Beishamai and Beisil is when he says, if I, would, if I would have known my father was in the room when I made the neder, I would have specifically said, these people are usher to me, but my father is mutter. According to Rava, the machlaikis between Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai in the Mishnah is when he would have said, all are usher except for my father. But in the case of Rava, even Beis Shammai would agree that we only apply the klal of neder, shehuter miktsasai, huter kuloi. When a person says, this should be tmuras oila tmuras shlamim, which is a contradiction, which is it? Is it a tmuras oila or a tmuras shlamim? According to Rameir, we say twice lashon rishon. We look after the first thing that he said. Therefore, it becomes an ayla. According to Rabbi Yaisi, we say kigmar devarav nitfas. We go after the second thing that he said. What he said at the end that would make it a shlamin. The Gemara says if a person said, "I promise not to eat onions since they are bad for the heart," then people tell him that the kufri onion is actually good for the heart. Then all onions are mutter, without hataras nedarim, since this is nidre shkagais. And we say, Neder Shehutu Miktsasai, Hutar Kulai. The maskana is like Rabbi Akiva and Beis Hillel, that we paskan, Neder Shehutu Miktsasai, Hutar Kulai. The next Mishnah. Nidre Einsen, which are mutter even without Hatar Sadarim, that is a case such as what we're going to say. His friend wanted him to eat with him very, very much. So he said like this. He said, if you don't come to eat with me, I answer myself on you completely. That was in order to get him to convince him to eat by him. And then the person becomes sick, or his son becomes sick, so he couldn't come because there's an anus. Then we say the neder is not chal. And the Gemara says, A person gave over his assets and evidence to a Bezdin for a Dintaira, and he said, If I don't come to Bezdin within 30 days, all of these assets and the evidence should become invalid, i.e., he'll lose the Dintaira. So if there was an anus in the middle of all this and he just couldn't make it to Bezdin before the end of the 30 days, according to Rabhuna, he loses his rights. But according to Rava, he doesn't lose his right since there was an Ainus. And we say Ainus Rachmana Patri. Get, the Gemara says, is an exception to this rule. If a person makes a Tanai on a Get and an Ainus takes place which prevents him from coming, we say the Get is still Chal since we hold Ein Ainus Begitten. If a person makes an Asmachta, an exaggerated Chiv that a person makes to someone else in the event that he doesn't fulfill a promise, he makes this so the other person believes him. In other words, he's Saimich on him. That's why he made the statement in the first place. The whole thing was an exaggeration. But he wanted to make the, convince the person in order for him to get him to do something. Then we say, Asmachta Laikanya. And it's not valid, since it wasn't meant seriously. It was only an exaggeration. The halacha is that Asmachta Kanya, and it is binding if it meets three conditions. Number one, there wasn't an obvious Ainus. Number two, there was a Kenyan. And number three, it's a Chashiva Bezdin. This whole question of Asmachta is one of the key concepts associated with the halachas of gambling, which can be found in the sugya in Mesechta Sanhedrin. We know that HaMesachek Bekuvya, Pasol Le'edus, if a person plays with dice, then we say basically he's Pasol Le'edus. The reason he's Pasol is a Machlekes Tanayim, either because a gambler makes no contribution to the world, that's why he's Pasol Le'edus, or because he's called a Gazlan. Now, if you hold the reason a gambler's puzzle edus is because he makes no contribution to the world, then he's only puzzle if all he does is gamble. In other words, if his whole parnas is based on gambling, 
then it's as if he makes no contribution to the world. Therefore, he's possible edus. However, if a person has basically another parnasa, but he just is mesachik bekuvia, say on weekends he goes to Atlantic City, then he's not possible edus because basically he does things for the world by way of his other parnasa. But the gambling is just a sideline. However, if you hold that the reason that he's possible edus is because he's a gazlan, then that's only if you consider gambling an esmachta. But if it's not an esmachta, then he's kosher because he's not really a gazla. However, if you hold that gambling is considered an esmachta, then if you say esmachta loikanya, then we would say that he's pasal laedus because he's considered a gazla midrabanan. Esmachta loikanya. So the other person really doesn't mean it. Therefore, when the other person loses money, he really didn't mean to lose the money and he really didn't want to lose the money. Therefore, the person taking the money, i.e., the winner, is considered taking money via a Kenyan which was never chal, because we say asmachta laikanya. However, of course, if you say asmachta kanya, then there's no problem, but he wouldn't be considered a gazlan either. These are just some of the side things here that are negay here regarding asmachta, which is one of the key issues regarding gambling. The next mission. One is allowed to make a neder in order to fool a robber, or an illegal tax collector, or a thief, i.e., don't steal this produce since it's truma. In other words, he doesn't want him to take it, to take it as a tax, so therefore he says, don't steal it because it's truma and you wouldn't want to eat it anyway. But really it isn't truma. According to Beishamai, he can make an edder like this, but he cannot make a shvua like this. According to Beishil, he could even make a shvua like this. How can a person lie to a tax collector? We know according to, the Shm- according to Shmuel, we hold dina damalchus dina. If the government imposes taxes, then it's halachically mechuyiv. So how can a person go and lie to prevent himself from paying taxes? This muchas, the Gemara answers, this tax collector takes more than the king tells him to take. Therefore, it's considered robbery. And in a case like that, on the amount that's more than the government wants to take, that you're allowed to make this kind of white lie on. The Ran brings down that the halacha of dina de malchusa dina only applies in chutzlarts, not to the malchi Yisrael. The Rambam argues. The Gemara says, except for Einsen, we always say, dvarem shabalev enam dvarem. Just what you think doesn't really mean anything. It's what you say that means something. The Mishnah. A person who says that he wants these plants to become a carbon, i.e. he wants them to become hectish, if they don't get destroyed by the wind, i.e. it gets saved. So the Kedusha is Chal, because we say Yesh Lahem Pidyan. But if he says, I want it to be hectish until it burnt, then it's not Kadosh. And the Gemara says, the case of the Mishnah is when a major wind is threatening to knock down a tree, or a fire is threatening to burn his talus. If a time limit was set on an item of hektish, according to Barpada, once something becomes hektish, it cannot lose its kedusha unless you do an active maisa, i.e. it can't lose kedusha on its own. Ula disagrees. The Gemara says, Kedusha's haguf, an item which itself is kaddish, is different than Kedusha's damen. This is an item which was just redeemed, and the money which it was redeemed for was used to buy a carbon. Kedusha's damen is paka bichti. It can lose its Kedusha without an active maisa if a time limit was set. But Kedusha's haguf is not paka bichti. Therefore, its Kedusha cannot cease by itself without an active maisa. The Gemara says once we know that something can go from a Kedusha chamura, i.e. a carbon ayla, down to a Kedusha kala, i.e. a carbon for shlamim, surely it can go from Kedusha Kala up to Kedusha Chamura. If a man gives money to a woman today and says, we should be married Mekudosh in 30 days, after 30 days, the Kedush Neschal, even if the money was already spent. And finally we say, just the Amira of something to Hektish is as strong as making a Kenyan with a person. 
So for Hektish, you don't need a Maisa Kinyan, just an Amira. As the Gemara says, Amirasai li Gevaya, Kimisi Rasai lehedyet. Daflamid. The Mishnah. Background. When it comes to Nadarim, we follow the rule of Hailech Achar Lashen Adam. If a person expresses himself in a certain way, then we understand the terms of the neder in the way normal people in that place use the particular lashon that that person said. And the Mishnah says, if someone made a neder to asser himself from people in the sea, then he is mutter for people on land, on Yabasha. But vice versa, if he made a neder to asser himself for people on Yabasha, then he's asser also to Yarde Hayam, since sea people also dwell on land sometimes, even if someone is out in the sea and he's in the navy and he's always out in the sea, but periodically he comes to land to get on land to go shopping and so on. Therefore, he's considered a person from the Abasha also. Abigamara says, even if they just periodically go from Akai to Yafo by sea, they're considered to be Yarde Hayom. The next Mishnah. If someone made an adder not to have Hana from someone who sees the sun, then he can't have Hana from a blind person either. Because the Gemara says, since although the blind person cannot see the sun, the sun can see him. The next Mishnah. If a person assers himself from people who have black hair, then he's also assered to have Hana from a bald man, a person who has no hair, and a gray-haired man. But he's mutter to women and children. The next Mishnah. If a person makes a neder not to have Hana from Yeludim, those who are already born, then he can have Hana from those who are born later i.e. people who are born after this netter was made. Vice versa, that's a machlaikas. The next Mishnah. If someone says he won't have Hana from anyone who rests on Shabbos, so he can't have Hana from Jews, or Kusim, Kusim are Suffolk, Gerim. If he made a netter not to have Hana from those who make Alila Regal, then he can't have Hana from Jews, but he can have Hana from Kusim, since they don't go up to Yerushalayim, but rather the Kusim went up to Har Grizim. And the Gemara says it's a machlaikas if Kusim are Gaim, or if Kusim are Jews. The next Mishnah. If one made a netter that he won't have Hana from Bnei Nayach, then he can't have Hana from Gaim, but he can have Hana from Jews. The next Mishnah. If he says that he won't have Hana from the Zerah Avram, then he can't have Hana from Gaim, but not from Jews. The Mishnah. If a person makes a netter that he won't have Hana from a Jew, so when he buys something, he should buy it for more than the normal price. So it's not Hana anymore. If he sells it, he must sell it all at a lower price than normal. And the Gemara says, Shmuel says, if a person takes a keli from an uman, from a craftsman, to, from a craftsman to check it out, and it breaks by accident, the lakeach is chayev, since he's like a shayel, and a shayel is chayev ba'inus, since he's the only one getting Hana out of the whole deal. If something is easy to sell and hard to buy, zvina charifa, the Hana only belongs to the lakeach, since he was successful at making the purchase. But if it's a Zvina de Rami Alape, it's something that's hard to sell, then the seller has the Hana. In a Zvina Mi'itza, a regular sale, both have Hana. If someone is a Safsira, i.e. takes goods on consignment, he wasn't Matzliach at selling it, and on the way back to returning the stuff that was on consignment, this particular animal which was on consignment got killed. So since it's an Ainus, he's Chayef to pay. The Mishnah. If he says he won't have Hana from Arelim, those who are uncircumcised, he can have Hana from Jews who are uncircumcised, but not from non-Jews who are uncircumcised, since the term that we say Arel is only used for Gayim, not for Jews. This expression is discussed by the Rishayim, 
since we know that very often we do call a Jew an Aral, if he didn't have a bris Mila because two of his brothers died from Mila, so we didn't do a bris on him due to the Sakana of a Chazaka. Therefore, he's generally referred as an Aral also. Rabbi Shmel said, Mila is very Chashev, since there were 13 covenants made on the mitzvah of Mila with Avram Avinu. Rabbi Yaisi said, It's so great, Mila, that it's Daicha Shabbos. And we're Mechal Shabbos to do Mila, which is technically the Malacha of Chabura. That's why it would be Asar on Shabbos. The Marsha says, however, Mila is only Daicha Shabbos if it's Bismana. Since we say Ese Daicha Leisase. If the actual eighth day falls out on Shabbos, we say Ese Daicha Leisase, and we do the Mila on Shabbos anyway. However, if it gets pushed off, then we say it's not Daicha Shabbos. I.e., if you end up doing the bris on the 12th day, because the child was yellow or whatever, then if the 12th day falls out, that the first day you could do it happens to be on Shabbos, you have to wait till Sunday to do the Mila. Rebbe said, Mila is so great that Avram Avinu wasn't called Shalem until he had a bris Mila. And Hashem said, if not for Mila, I wouldn't have created Shamayim Varetz. And the Gemara says, because Moshe Rabbeinu was lax in fulfilling the mitzvah of Mila for Eliezer, he was unprotected, and the Malach wanted to kill him. The first three days after Mila is the most painful time for the person. A person is especially weak on the third day. There were two Malachim, Chema and Af, who wanted to kill him for the Mila issue, and Klal Yisrael for the Maisa Ha'igel. The Gemara says Mila is equivalent to all the other mitzvahs that are mentioned in the Torah. If not for the mitzvah of Mila, Hashem wouldn't have created Shamayim Baaretz. According to Rebbe Lazar, if not for Tyra, Hashem wouldn't have created Shamayim Varetz. G'dayla Tyra, she'el malay Tyra, lo'niskaima Shamayim Varetz. As we see from the Pasuk, chukais Shamayim Varetz, lo'isamte. The Gemara says Avram told Hashem that he explored his mazel, his astrology, and it showed him that he wouldn't have children. Hashem took him out and showed him the stars and told him not to worry, because ain mazel li'yisrael, the mazalais don't rule Yisrael. This Gemara is brought in Shabbos, Tav Kufnun Vav, and Rashi says, via mitzvahs and tefillah, a person can rise above the mazel and change it for the better. Taisvitz there asks, from the Gemara made cut in Daf Chavches, that we see the Gemara says there, children, longevity, and wealth are determined from mazel. So how can we say here that it's not determined that way? The Gemara answers, mazel has an effect, but it can still be changed via tefillah and mitzvahs. In other words, mazel is the one that predetermines how many children a person has, how long a person will live, and how wealthy he will be. But by being mispal and by doing mitzvahs, a person can change all that for the better. If a person conducts himself with a muna, with Hashem, Hashem will conduct himself with a muna and will give him chesed. Rebbe says that anyone who tries to predict the future via magic, a nachash will meet him. The Gemara says Avram already recognized his creator at age three. As the Pasuk says, Ekev Shama Avram B'Kailit. Rami Bachama says, the word Hasatan is equal to 364, the gematria of 364. The Ran explains that this is a remez that the Satan is only busy on 364 days of the solar year which are 365 days. The one day, however, the Satan is not busy is on Yom Kippur. That's one day minus the 365, which gets you to the 364 gematria. But on this one day, Yom Kippur, he rests from his accusations. Rami Barabba says, Avram's name was changed from Avram to Avraham since he became the Av Hamon Goyim. 
Shleim HaMelech said that wisdom is greater than strength. But when the wisdom comes from a small person, it isn't always noticed the way it should be. Sometimes the Yetzar Hara can also go unnoticed, and it ends up ruling a person from a position of strength. The wisdom, the Gemara says, gives strength to the wise man. This is by way of tshuva and maizim taivim. It gives more strength than a person's arms, legs, and eyes. Hashem wanted that Shem, the son of Nayach, should have the kahuna in his family. And finally, the Gemara says, Malki Tzedek blessed Avraham, and then he blessed Hashem, so the kahuna was taken away from him. Avraham asks, why do you give a bracha to the servant, i.e. to me, before you give it to the master, Takadosh Baruch The kahuna was then given to Avraham, which then went to Yitzchak, which then went to Yaakov, then to Levi, and finally to Aaron, Akayim. This marks the end of this parak. Perak Dalad Ein Bein Hamudar, the Mishnah. There is no difference between one who made a neder not to have any hana from a friend versus a neder not to eat from his friend, except for these differences. <clears throat> Number one, Drisas Haregel, going through his field. Number two, using his kalim. If a person made a neder to prohibit foodstuffs to his friends, then he can't lend him kitchen utensils, but he can lend him his talus and jewelry. And the Gemara says, who is the Tana of our Mishnah? Our answer is Rebbe Yezer, who holds even Vitor as Aser. Things that people aren't makpiran are included as Hana, and therefore they're Aser. The case of Vitor Aser Bemudar Hana in our Mishnah is Drisus Haregel. People don't usually care if someone just walks through their field. The Chachamim say Vitor is not Aser Bemudar Hana. Taflamid Gimel. If a person gives his friend a ring, which will make him appear more Chashiv, if Papa is misupik, if this is called Hana or not. The Mishnah. If someone is under the prohibition of giving Hana to his friend, he can still donate the Machsis HaShakel for him, pay back his debt, or return an Aveda to him. However, when the loser of the Aveda gets the item back, he cannot keep it, but rather he must give the money to Hektish. And the Gemara says, We see from this Mishnah that paying a Machsis HaShakel, or paying someone's Chayv, is like shooting away a lion, or shooing away, moving a lion, getting rid of a lion, and saving a person's life by getting rid of the lion. And it's not considered hana, and the receiver does not have to pay for the fact that his favor, quote-unquote, was done. The Gemara says if a man goes out of town, and he doesn't leave his wife any money, and while he's away, a different man gives her money to support her. When the first husband, i.e. the husband, returns, he doesn't have to pay back the supporter. Since for the supporter, it was just like Hanan said, he niach ma'isav al karen hatzvi. When a person goes and supports another man's wife while that man is away, it's like he puts his money on the horns of a tzvi. It's like he threw it away. If a person stam gives his friend money, we assume that it was for the purpose of a loan, not a present. If someone was mudrahana from someone else, and then he found the person's object, he is allowed to return that object to him, since we say the returner isn't giving hana, since this is a mitzvah, hashava saveda. The Ritva says, there's no Hana since the receiver isn't gaining anything. He's only getting back a Chayfetz that always belonged to him. Therefore, when he has the Chayfetz right now, there's no favor being done. He has it. He has it in his possession. He always had it in his possession. Just for a period of time it was missing. Now it's back in his possession the way it always was. I, what about the time and energy that the returner put into bringing it back? That's not considered Hana? The answer with that, mitzvah bi'alma kavit. He's doing a mitzvah. Therefore, it's not considered Hana. Taflamadal. Even when a person does not get Hana from some Misa, but if they get a little bit of Hana, that constitutes Hana due to the call of Pruta de Rabbi Yasef. 
The Rambam paskins lamaskana that by Aveda it's mutter to return it whether the nechasim of the machzir are osur on the balaveda or the nechasim of the balaveda are osur on the machzir. Rava said, if a person says this kikar should become hektish, and he then picked it up and he had hana, then he's considered mild hektish. If someone says my kikar should be osur on you, if you give it to him as a present, it's still osur to him, even though it's not kikri my kikar anymore. Rava asks, Yesh mi'ila bekainamais or not? Can mi'ila be chal on a kainam? The maskan is, we say, Yesh mi'ila bekainamais. The Mishnah. Even though one is mudar hana from someone else, but he can take off trumas and maisvus for him, and the shliach may also bring a carbon for him too. And the Gemara says, He can also teach you medrash, halachas, as well as teresha balpeh. He can also have his children taught by this person he was mudar hana from. Daflamidvav. The Gemara asks, when Kohanim bring a carbon, whose agent are they? The Shliach of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, or the Shliach of the person bringing the carbon? This remains a question. Rabbi Yechanan says, every carbon brought must have the consent of the original owner, except the carbon of Mechusar Kapara, from Mitzara, Zav, or Zava. This is similar to a child whose carbon you can bring for him, because he has no Das, or a Chatas that a husband may be able to bring for his wife, who's a Shaita. The Gemara says, just like a man can bring a carbon Pesach on behalf of a Katna Niktana, there's a Havamina that you can also bring a carbon Pesach for a friend. The Maskana is that you can't do that, since any participant in a carbon Pesach group must join the group before the carbon Pesach is brought, and on his own Das. Otherwise, he can't participate. If he didn't do it early, then it's too late. If a father says to his two sons, whichever one of you get to Yerushalayim first will become part of my carbon Pesach, so if Ruven comes first, not only can Ruvain be Zeicha for himself but, and for his own household, but he can be Zeicha for Shimon as well. Because we say, Zachen Adam Shalei Befanav. As background to the next Gemara, a person cannot take off Truma from your produce without your Rishus. What if your friend takes off Truma from his Truma on behalf of you to patter you from Truma? I.e., do we say that he doesn't need your consent since we say, Zachen Adam Shalei Befanav? Or do we say he can't do this because the mitzvah of truma is your chiv, so you have to take it off for yourself from your truma? So the Gemara answers, If I am tarim mishali mishum chaveri, I'm giving my Paris on behalf of Shimon, so who gets the taivas and who has the right to give it to the kayan? That's considered a machlekes. Tevel, which is something that hasn't had trumas and mysis removed from it, is considered a separate entity in of itself. However, Rashi holds that it's not a new entity, but rather it's actually Truma and Chulun mixed together. Many Rishayim ask our Rashi, if it's just the two of them mixed together, then a Kayin should be able to eat Tevel, because a Kayin we know is mutter to eat Truma, and a Kayin is mutter to eat Chulun. And we know that a Kayin is not allowed to eat Tevel. Therefore, it's possibly a riot against Rashi that the combination of Truma and Chulun, which, which, which compose of what Tevel is, is really not the two together, but is really a separate entity in of itself, which is what Moshe Rishayim holds. And finally, Gemara says, if you're mudr hana from someone, you can only teach him tarasha balpeh, but not tarasha b'ksav, because you're giving him hana. The hana is that you're saving him money from having to hire a rabbi for teaching him time. Some places took money for teaching tarasha b'ksav, other places were machmer not to do this, because of the pasuk that's speaking about Maisha. Just like Hashem taught him Torah for free, so too Rabbanim should teach for free. Re'eh, Lamadati Yashem Chukim Umishpatim, Kasher Tzivani Hashem, 
Ma'ani bechinam, afatem bechinam. The Gemara says here is that Torah must be taught free of charge. This is derived from a Pasuk in which the Torah equates Hashem's teaching of Moshe with Moshe's teaching the Torah to the Klal Yisrael. Just as Hashem taught Moshe without the thought of getting money, so too Moshe's teaching of Torah must be without payment. Similarly, all of the Rabbanim throughout the generations. Rashi in Bechiris Daf Chavtes limits this prohibition to the teaching of Torah. However, all other mitzvahs may be done for money if the mitzvah is done for another person. The Mishnah in Bechiris says that if witnesses take money in order to testify, their testimony is considered puzzle. The Mari ben Leib quotes the Ramba, the Ramban, who explains that the reason for the invalidation of their testimony. He says that Adam are obligated to testify free of charge because testifying in Bezdin is considered a mitzvah. Therefore, if witnesses disregard the halacha and accept money, the Rabbanan passled their testimony. The Mari ben Leib points out that this explanation is not valid according to Rashi, who holds that it is permitted to take money for all mitzvahs except teaching Torah. He suggests that Rashi could explain the Gemara's invalidation of these witnesses because through their acceptance of money, they lose their impartiality, and therefore their edus is not considered trustworthy, therefore they're not believed. The Gemara says the only heter for taking money is not for the teaching of Tyra, but for watching the kids and teaching the nigun, the trap in the Tyra, which is called pisuk tamim. In the Yerushalmi it's brought that if someone has given up a paying job to teach Tyra, then he can take money for teaching Tyra, otherwise how is he going to support himself? The Gemara says one may not take money for something that they do for somebody on Shabbos. So if somebody hires someone to watch a child or a para, you can't pay him for Shabbos work unless he's a shimer for a long period of time that also includes a Shabbos. Then you can pay him for the period of time, including Shabbos. If he's watching a cow for Shabbos only, and therefore he can't get paid, then he's not mechuya for nezikin if something happens to the cow. Since now he's like a shimer chinam, and a shimer chinam is not responsible for gneva v'aveda, but a shimer chinam is only mechuya for pshia. The Gemara says there are many things that were written by the Nevi'im and had already been given to Moshe via Halacha Misinai. These are illustrated in numerous psukim brought here in the Gemara.